Welcome back to The Strong Room. Our tribute to mothers continues. Located 15,000 miles away in a remote corner of the world, on the border of Tibet and Nepal, the highest point on Earth, Mount Everest touches the sky at 29,028 feet. The mountain's defenses are daunting, treacherous ice falls, a rarefied atmosphere, fierce winds, extreme temperatures, and above all, the unpredictability of the mountain face those who try to conquer her. In 1983, Laurie Skreslet had the distinction of becoming the first Canadian to reach the top of Mount Everest. After he returned to Canada, he vividly recalled the fears he had to face on that climb, and Laurie reflected how his mother's example helped prepare him for the mountain of life. I was going through some old correspondence that I received after I got back from Everest, in which there was a letter from some family friends that I didn't really remember, but they were friends of my parents. And this person, this lady who wrote me, was uh, telling me how proud they were of what we'd done as a team and the fact that I'd gotten to the summit and uh, explained that they were sure there was a great deal of hardship we went through that would never be known and, uh, and uh, that they were very proud of, of what I'd been able to do as they with the trip. And then she said, but having known your mother very well and knowing her character, I, I, I could not have expected less from you. She said, knowing how, how your mother loved you so much and how she brought you up, that the fact you went through what you did on the mountain and came back, having made it to the top, I could see your mother in you very much. And I think that, that she was with you on that mountain even though she passed away many years before. So I found that letter right and I was thinking, I guess I've forgotten some of the things that my, my mother had done for me. Whatever it was, she was willing to try to let me have a bit of leeway, a bit of rain to make some choices and see what the consequences of those would be. And I believe now, looking back at it, that that has a lot to do with uh, the success that I, I feel I'm enjoying right now and the uh, success on Everest. Uh, to have the self-confidence to go there in the first place because uh, I wasn't so afraid of making mistakes as maybe other people were. My mother was always there to help me and support me when I did make mistakes and uh, say it was okay. And she always inspired me to keep trying, to get up and try again, even if I wasn't the best. I guess it and Mother's Day, or I guess when we're, we're celebrating motherhood, I guess we need to remind ourselves of that, the value of what mothers do for their children. I grew up believing that if you gave in to your fears, they'd, they'd never go away, or if you turned your back on them, they'd never go away. And that... Uh, Whatever it may be that you're trying to achieve, I and mean, for me the easiest example is get to the top of a mountain, is one example. Well, unlike most people think, I didn't get to the top of many of the mountains I tried the first time I tried them. I, I fell a lot of times, and I've injured myself quite a few times too in the 20 years that I've been climbing. 
and uh, that willingness to get back up and try again. I, I learned partly from my mother. I didn't realize it consciously at the time, but when I look back now in the last few days as to what my mother had done when she was young, having gone through the war, living on the border of four different countries, and uh, seeing half of her family destroyed in war, coping through it, not getting warped by it, uh, leaving a couple years after the war finished and traveling as a young woman to, to England and working as a maid there, and eventually coming to Canada on her own and working as a maid and a nanny over here in North America. Uh, I can see that my mother had a sense of adventure and a willingness to try and, and wasn't held back in life by a fear that she shouldn't try something because she might get hurt or it might not work out. She got to where she was because she was willing to try. I mean, and that, that sense that my mother had of looking towards life rubbed off on me, I think. In fact, I left home when I was 17 and I traveled for a number of years. And I always heard people tell me that you got to be careful, you're going to get into trouble, you're going to get hurt, this, that, and the other. Well, I kept my eyes open and there were opportunities galore to get hurt, but I didn't get hurt because you use a bit of common sense and you don't act stupid. You can do almost anything if you're willing to try. And although I didn't realize what I had learned when I came back from those world travels, probably the best lesson now in retrospect when I look back at it was I lost my fear of the world. I came back feeling that the world was my home, not just Canada. And maybe if I have any self-confidence, a lot of it came from the fact that uh, the few people who treated me as equals, my mother was willing to listen to me when I would talk when I was a kid. And that, that means a lot for a child, I think. The fact that uh, an adult will respect you and listen to your views. She was born premature, weighing four and a half pounds on a farm in the backwoods of Tennessee. At the age of four, she was stricken with double pneumonia and scarlet fever. The deadly combination left her with a paralyzed and useless left leg. Doctors told her mother that her daughter would never walk, at least not like a normal child. Her mother's only response was, she can climb her highest mountain, even if she only does it one step at a time. That first step was very painful. The young girl's doctors had to teach her to walk with a burdensome steel brace, that took five torturous years. At first, walking was impossible, but her mother continued to massage the impaired leg until one day she achieved a slight step. The difficult and painful process continued, sustained by the patient dedication of her mother, who ingrained in her daughter's mind the words, Never give up. The young girl became a portrait of determination. She dreamed of running fast and, against all odds, joined a track team when she was 13. At first, the dream was a nightmare as she limped into last place in every race. Even her friends begged her to quit as she was ridiculed by teammates and opponents alike. She never quit. And one day, a miracle happened. She won a race. What a day that must have been for daughter and mother. And the greatest miracle was yet to come. She ran with reckless abandon and great speed and was picked for the U.S. team to compete in the 1960s Summer Olympics. 
The story she authored in Rome is one for the ages. A dramatic stage had been set for this remarkable child who had fought her way out of the shackles of a leg brace to compete in the Olympics. Those in the stadium that year in Rome thought she looked a bit lonely. She was an unknown athlete, and something was seriously wrong with her left leg because she hobbled with a limp. Some observers were asking aloud, What's she doing here? What is the United States trying to prove? It took exactly 11 seconds for the world to find out what Wilma Rudolph was doing in Rome that year. When the starting pistol cracked in the 100-meter dash, Wilma tore up the cinder path in world record time to capture her first gold medal. Her second race was the 200-meter dash. She won again, this time against the world champion. Perhaps her greatest feat was yet to come. In the 400-meter relay, she was running the anchor leg for the United States and dropped the baton, seemingly crushing all hopes of victory. No one knows what happened in that next instant. Perhaps for a moment, Wilma looked beyond that Roman cinder path, beyond the walls of that stadium, and sent a cry out to her mother back home in Tennessee. And a still, small voice came back, Never give up. Never, never, never give up. Wilma reached down, picked up the baton in one fist, and began her comeback with a spectacular spectacular burst of speed. She powered to the lead, snapped the tape, and captured her third gold medal. She was the first American woman in the history of the Olympics ever to win three gold medals. 100,000 screaming fans rose to their feet as one, for they knew they were not just watching another race. They were watching a miracle, the miracle of Wilma Rudolph, and the power of a mother's love and inspiration. Thank you for taking time to listen to A Tribute to Mothers on the Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning.